Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Love Hour Love Cast. I am your host, Mr. Kev on stage, and I am joined as always by my husband and co host, the Kev on stage. And before we officially start the episode, we just want to quickly tell you about one of our sponsors for the episode today, and that is selflender.com. Selflender is an awesome option if you're interested in rebuilding your credit. So we'll quickly go over some of the points and the benefits of it. But actually, before we even go there, um, as a couple, we definitely Definitely believe that it is important to set goals for like your credit and like things that you want to either have removed or a, a credit score increase number that you want to have. Credit is important and bad credit is expensive. Yes. And this is our first episode in the office. Kev on Stage Studios, Worldwide Inc. DBA subsidiary Kev on Stage Studios. All the things, huh? Yes. It- and no. uh, that's the official <laughs> name. That is. It's on the checks. <laughs> and if we did not have good credit, we would not have got this office because although we had the money to pay for it, oh, yeah, they don't the care. credit, we were going to not rent it to us. Or so that we, it's going to cost you more money. Or it's going to cost you more money or higher deposit or you just don't get it. Absolutely. So we, because we have outstanding credit, we're able to go into this with confidence. No, it's only about our budget mm-hmm. and not about our credit as opposed to, you know, sometimes when you have bad credit, you got to say, okay, but look at my bank account. I have to pay more, yeah. put a bit larger deposit down. You just have to pay more. And, oh, you pay more or sometimes you don't get it. Or you don't get it. Right? Uh, so um, because our credit is not like that, we can get things like this. So we want you to be able to reap the benefits of this. And unfortunately, when you have poor credit, it is usually very hard to rebuild your credit or very expensive. And a lot of credit repair places are great, but all they usually do is take bad things Cre- off of off, your credit, right. which and is one key absolutely. of credit, but not but, the only key. It's not the only key because you don't want to have a credit report that is all negative. Yeah. And so this is an alternative to not just having things removed, but actually having the opportunity to put positive things on your credit report. Yes. You need to show a potential lender or landlord that you have a consistent history of on time on payment. time because that's all people care about absolutely are you gonna give me my money on time right what is your what is your past tell me about your ability to pay right. other people on time because that's usually an indicator on whether you're gonna pay me on time absolutely and my dad's first advice when I moved out is the world only care cares about you as much as you pay them their money on time. Ooh, that's the word. And I was, because that was the time I got, I got an eviction notice on a Sunday. The rent was due on a Saturday. On Sunday morning, I had an eviction notice. I was like, it's not even Monday. They knew you was finna be late. They was like, man. So anyway, so uh, the people are going to be wondering how self-lender works, Lisa, and how it's different from other credit repair options. So would you mind explaining the benefits of self-lender? Absolutely. So first thing is that it is not a repair option. It is nope. a real rebuilding option. Yes. So it's an opportunity to rebuild your credit by putting positive things on your credit report. Yes. 
Um, the second thing is that it is very affordable. A lot of times credit repair companies are actually very expensive. Their yes. fees are expensive or they charge like percentages. This is actually extremely um, affordable, which is part of their goals. They want to make it affordable and accessible. So it's available in all 50 states and it is FDIC insured, yes. which is also that's something that's important to me because that lets you know that there's security there. Yes. Um, so how does it work? It is basically a secured loan. Right. So essentially what you do is instead of getting the money up front, you pay into a loan, so to speak, and that allows you to establish your um, positive um, payment history. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. And then at the end of the term, you get that money back. So it's almost like a two-in-one bonus. It's absolutely so, a way to build credit and save money simultaneously. Exactly. And most options most secured credit cards uh, require you to pay money up front. We worked to put in the, the money bank. down. Yeah, we worked at Bank of America. I worked at Bank of America. She worked at Key Bank. Um, at the time, Bank of America secured credit card. You have to pay us five hundred dollars, right. and then you basically borrow your own money back exactly. and pay that back at a ridiculously high interest rate. But when you have poor credit, you you know are kind of like stuck with the interest rate you're given. But this allows you to save money and build credit at the same time, and that's. A pretty dope option, if you ask me. It absolutely is. So at the end of, you can uh, borrow anywhere or loan, get loaned anywhere between $500 and $1,700, and you make your monthly payments. And then at the end of the term, whether that's a year, 18 months, 24 months, whatever the term is, you in turn get that money back. And if you look on Kevin Stage's Facebook page, we did a live talking about this and took questions. Mm -hmm. There are a ton of testimonials about people that have actually taken advantage of this option. So that's an option if you're interested interested in this and want to check out their credibility, um, definitely check out um, the the Kev's Live. So the APR on this is between 10 and 15%. If you have bad credit, you know that it's a steal. For a loan, yeah, it's absolutely. um, Yeah, if you have questionable credit, specifically because your payment history is um, shaky, Mm -hmm. uh, getting a loan below, getting anything, credit card, car Car loan, loan, anything, below that 20% mark, honestly, is phenomenal. Like, that's just a fact. And we have good credit, and some of our credit cards, if you carry the balance, is 19%. 19.24 is pretty standard. Or 19.99 is pretty standard interest rates for a credit card. So the fact that this is below that is really impressive. And of course, this is a business, so there's going to be some interest you pay. There's interest you pay on any time you borrow mm-hmm. money. So this is not a free option, but it is a very fair priced inexpensive way to rebuild your credit. Inexpensive way. Inexpensive. Oh, I thought you said expensive. No, no, inexpensive. Okay. Way, uh, to, to build your credit. And like Melissa was saying, a lot of people in the comments were like, yo, my points have jumped tremendously and of course this is individual results may vary because everybody's credit history is different Mm -hmm. but it's gonna be a positive thing for you to show consistent payment history and um there's a couple different loan options you can do um I believe fifty, uh, hundred fifty dollars. I believe no. So the loan amounts are between five hundred. Oh, you mean the payment? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't. I didn't write down oh, the. Oh, okay. But the loan amount is what I meant. Okay. It's between five hundred and uh. Oh, here it is, right here. So the loan amount you can get is between five hundred and seventeen hundred dollars. The APR is ten to fifteen percent, and you can your monthly payments are a minimum of twenty five dollars, maximum one hundred and fifty dollars. I think that's what you're. So if you want to save seventeen hundred, you pay the one fifty. Yeah. If you want to save uh five hundred, you pay the. 25. Sure, sure. So 
the origination fees are normally between nine and fifteen dollars, um, but because of our partnership with Self Lender, it is only five dollars, mm-hmm. which is also a steal. And all you have to do is go to learn.selflender.com slash Kev on stage. That's learn.selflender.com slash Kev on stage. And that is to activate your five dollar origination fee. Um, again, we've done given provided you all the points. I think that this the the major hitting points. If you're interested in this, if credit is something that is um, a concern of yours, an issue of yours, and you want to work to improve it, this is definitely a good option. There it is. There it is. And there you go. There you go. Thank you, Self Lender, for partnering with us on this video. And I hope that our viewers appreciate this. And I hope you take advantage. Mm-hmm. Now oh, let's get oh, into yeah. the episode. Oh, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so today's episode, Kevin Fredericks, we are going to be talking about the downside the or what? Dark side of the dark side. The dark side, but of course, <laughs> before we definitely get into our episode uh, topic, I want to do the that or this, this or that. With that Kevin or Liz. this with Kevin Liz. <coughs> Hallelujah. It's time for this or that with Kevin Liz. This or that with Kevin Liz. Tomato. Tomato. Potato. Potato. We, we choose, choose each, each other, other no matter the problem. This or that with Kevin Liz. This or that with Kevin Liz. I actually got hate mail. They were like, Melissa, just do the that or this. It does go better. Melissa doesn't like to do anything that I tell her to do. That's she does whatever true. she wants to do. And she needs to work on submission. And we're, you know, talking to our therapist about it. But. We have a therapist? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's Joshy gone. It's Joshy gone. Okay, so this is the question. Are you ready? Ready. Would you rather use sandpaper as toilet paper or mm-hmm. hot sauce as eye drops? Sandpaper as toilet paper or hot sauce as eye drops. Mm-hmm. Whew. Being a person who has used eye drops, the the thought of pouring hot sauce into my have eyes, you ever accidentally? rubbed your eye after you've had like, like hot sauce or like that. I'm, or not even lemon juice like cutting up a jalapeno and then rubbing your eye i have done something like that that is the worst burning sensation of all time yes. i did that a few months ago and I actually have a facebook post about it because i thought my i, I wanted to take my eyeball out <laughs> of my face because it burned so bad yeah. that is like the worst thing so i'm not i'm certainly not interested i mean and your I, eyeballs are super sensitive more are. sensitive than a butthole you're childish i am that's why the boys love me because i say butt fart penis balls and they think it's hilarious but like i said remember when i first started having contacts yeah, oh, and how yeah. like it would take me 30 minutes to put them it, in and my it, eyes would be bloodshot. Okay, 30 minutes. You're being very generous and nice. Per eye. Say. It was more like an hour per eye. It was not. It did not take me two hours to put contacts in. It took me 45 minutes to an hour. But anyway, hour to an hour and a half. rubbing my butt with sandpaper does not sound enticing at all. But it sounds less painful than hot sauce in your eye. Right, eyeball. because that hot sauce in your eye, that pain is going to linger. Yes. At least with toilet paper, it's a one-time thing, and then it's kind of well, done. You, you don't wipe more than once? Well, I mean, in, in the moment, it's going to hurt. But when you're done and you walk out the bathroom, it's not like your butt's All day, you'll be like, ah, 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 ah. I also could just not wipe my butt. 
First of all, how are you going to ask me if I wipe my butt more than once? And then you just immediately <laughs> followed that up with, I could also not wipe my if butt at sandpaper, all. If it's sandpaper, I'll be like, well, I'm going to just take a shower every time. <laughs> not the way you be using the bathroom. I be pooping every day. That's regular. Let's be pooping on Tuesdays on the 15th of the month only. <laughs> We always argue about who's healthy. Somebody I just think poops. everybody has their I own I think everybody's normal. different. It took you a long time to come to that conclusion. Yeah, because you also don't eat food that much. Hello? You'd be like, oh, two corns. Joshua? Two little corn. Josh was on tour with you. He knows. Tony Baker know. knows. I don't. Tony Baker started this narrative, and it's not true. No, it is true. <laughs> I've loved. I've loved you my whole life. I know you don't eat. This is not a narrative that is fact. Okay, I'm gonna take a picture of every meal you eat on tour, <laughs> and when you're done with it, and see if you eat. And I'll. <laughs> we'll let the people be the judge. Oh, you know funny. you don't eat. There's the McGriddle in there that you took two bites of. And this is your coffee that you gave me. And and how much did you drink? It's got your lipstick on it. And how much has been drank? How much and has I been drank more, half of this. You're like, oh, three sips. Simmer down, simmer down. Now, usually I don't care because it benefits me that you don't eat all your food. <laughs> but for the sake of argument, you absolutely don't eat. Everybody anyway. simmer down. Do we agree? Hot sauce in the ice, for sure. That's what you're going with? Yeah. You would rather. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, for sure is what I don't want. I'm sorry. Sandpaper butt. Sandpaper butt. Sandpaper butt. Okay. Butt butt. All right. <laughs> we're in the office. Aren't you excited? We are excited. And since we're here, we, we're going to talk about. Dream chasing. Dream, not really dream chasing. The dark kind of, side of dream the, chasing. Yeah. The 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 Hello, other side. smile. No, the dark side. The dark side. Because people only usually talk about the positive sure, part of it. Sure, that's true. And interestingly enough. We didn't realize this, realize this at the time. We officially took over this office space on March 1st, 2019, and we got to L.A. March 1st. On March 1st, 2013. Yes. So we left. Uh, what we, did we take two days? We took, yeah, actually. We left on the 28th. 28th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we left on the 28th. We drove from Washington to Southern Oregon. No, no, no. We drove from Washington to Northern California. I think we stopped in Redding, California, mm-hmm. which was probably about... Seven hours from home. I think LA to Washington is um, Tacoma is like seventeen hour drive, and we had to leave late because the movers didn't come till two. Later, not later, late in um, the evening. No, no, but later in the day. Okay. So we left around three. We took that picture that I posted on Instagram mm-hmm. uh, last week, and we got to California, Redding, California, around ten o'clock at night, and then we did the next ten hours, mm-hmm. ten eleven hours on March first, twenty thirteen, and six years to the day. We officially took over the lease of Kevin Stage Office Studio subsidiary DBA Kevin Stage Film Inc. DBA. It does sound like you said the exact same thing as you did and the I first don't, time. But I, just, I say, but I just say it fast, oh. <laughs> so it sounds like, like that sounds exactly the same. All, the only thing I say for sure is subsidiary DBA and Inc. Oh, Those are the words. The rest buzzwords. all is is different. Jumbled. Okay, yeah. so uh, going through this, and most recently, you sent the um, Fredericks Family Manifesto. Manifesto, yeah. Uh, so Manifest can you descri- can you tell us what you were thinking? about when you wrote that and like the point behind that and i'm almost going to be interviewing you today interview me okay go uh i knew that in order to get you on board we needed a plan Mm -hmm. um and i knew what your concerns were and i don't think you have any you had any abnormal concerns i think you were like where we gonna live where the boys gonna go to school how we gonna get there what are we gonna do with the house jobs all that stuff so while zay was on set i just 
worked. I thought about, okay, where will we live? And I did research, asked people around, like, where's the most expensive place and blah, blah, blah. Talked to my dad about what to do with the house. This is probably the dumbest part of the plan that we didn't do, like house foreclosure. And my dad low key was like, I mean, son, I don't really think that's a good idea, but if you want to do it, here's how. Mm-hmm. So, but I, I, I approached it like, dad, this is what I'm going to do. do. And he was like, I, I think there's other options yeah. son, like whatever. Um, but anyway, um, job i knew that was really important to you mm-hmm. luckily we had a job that there were uh, and it's so funny i was reading over it this is before we knew anything about la mm-hmm. and i was like oh we'll live in long beach uh mm-hmm. i'm sorry we're working long beach and we'll live in north hollywood well, yeah, and no. to me i was like that's fine it's like 20 miles yeah and that's before i knew anything about la traffic there's no way there's no way we could have lived in north hollywood and worked in long beach or Absolutely. el segundo all we would have done is be in traffic so but at least i put together a plan of uh church School, job, plan, money, how much it's going to cost to move, where we're going to live. Um, and I kind of submitted that proposal for review to <laughs> you. And then we sat and talked about it. And you, you know, I actually, you didn't really have like crazy amount of concerns. You well, had some funny, like uh, no goes. Yeah. So the funny thing about this is I think a lot of times in dream chasing, um, just statistically speaking and like scientifically speaking, you're often attracted. Like there's literally something to opposites attract. Mm-hmm. So you're often with someone who is the opposite yeah. of you. Oh, yeah. And we are definitely oh, opposites. Yeah. So on the dream chasing side, you're more of like the entrepreneur risk taker. And I'm like more of the, the stable person. Yes. And so dealing specifically with the move. Um, and I kind of think I want to break this up into like three sections. Let's do it, okay. baby girl. I miss so you when the, I'm on the road. So the first section is the move and that is conflict. That's mm-hmm. potentially a huge conflict in relationships whenever you're talking about any type of business endeavor and admit you don't necessarily have to be talking about business I want endeavor move, or life change, life change, anything where we're on opposite sides. Even if you just want to move because you are taking another job. Yes. Like Mel and Greg, mm-hmm. like she had a big job opportunity sure. and it made all the financial sense to move sure. and they still had to have some conversations because right. Greg had lived in Atlanta his whole life. She was pregnant. What does that mean for childcare? Mm-hmm. The cost of living, you sure. know what I mean? So, and they weren't even like quick a job and starting a business sure. but it was it was a big you know sure. jump so a lot of times you have people who are or not, not a lot of times you have people a lot of times in couples you have people or each of you are on different sides of the spectrum yeah and so um you and i were talking about this idea that i've been tossing up here lately i kind of i heard it on a podcast recently which i've seen a lot this is kind of a segue but i've gotten a lot of requests to do um like my podcast favorite, so I will be doing that here. This is list. List is list. Oh, and I need a new book recommendation too. So send those to me as well. Kama Sutra. Uh, no. Um, Nude taking pictures for also couples. Also, make sure that it's relationship-based because that's kind of the point of the podcast. So um, the I am taking... Okay, stop. <laughs> I am taking relationship uh, uh, book requests and um, I have heard your requests. I've gotten actually a lot of emails about that and I will be doing that here soon. So anyway, I was listening to a podcast. She kind of said this in passing, but it was something that struck out to me. And in conflict, there are often in a couple different ways that it can go. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we think or confuse this idea of accommodation with compromise. Yes. So actually I wrote down some definitions I wanted to read. So a lot of times in relationships, people think that, or couples think, actually in any, it's not just relationships, it's in general. Mm-hmm. We think that we are reaching a compromise and in reality it is an accommodation. Mm-hmm. So I just want to re- 
these aren't my definitions. I looked these up. Um, but these are the definitions that I actually thought stuck out to me and what I mean by the difference between a compromise and an accommodation and collaboration. So there's three I'm going to read. So compromise is a give and take of resources. The classic compromise is split the difference between the two positions. There are no, there's no clear victor and both parties have sacrificed to reach the resolution. Mm-hmm. And that compromise means I give you give. And usually and, a good compromise is both sides are a little unhappy. Yes. They wish they didn't have to give That's up as much That's the split the difference. Yeah. I want um, a thousand. You want three thousand. Let's go with fifteen hundred. That's kind of or maybe it's two thousand actually. Two thousand. Yeah. I was like, I know I ain't good at math but that. <laughs> All I did was divide by three. <laughs> I, I mean like, divide somebody's three. Somebody's getting a better deal. No, I divided <laughs> by two. Divided three thousand by two. Sorry. Two thousand. Somebody made an accommodation. Yes. <laughs> so two thousand would be that's like the split the difference. Mm-hmm. That's an actual compromise. It's more than what I wanted. It's less than what you wanted. We're both a little unhappy. I gave a little. You gave a little. That's a compromise. Right. Um, and we think a lot of times we were doing this but in reality most times in conflict we aren't reaching a compromise most people or most times someone is just accommodating right so accommodation involves a giving to the other's wishes or for smooth nope let's read it again accommodation is involves a giving to the other's wishes or smoothie the choppy waves of a conflict whatever so this is often something you'll hear in an accommodation whatever you want is fine with me mm-hmm. that's an accommodation that's not a compromise i've heard you say that a lot absolutely if one person if if one person truly doesn't care about the outcome then an accommodation may be the right choice so that's not always to say that an accommodation no. is wrong it's not always the wrong solution sometimes it does make sense like child i really don't care whatever you want to do it's cool with me but a sometimes lot of times for dinner like hey what do you want to eat you're trying to make an accommodation and you say oh whatever is fine then i suggest something you say no i don't want that and then i suggest something else no, you say that's no that's not I don't an accommodation and then you suggest something else you say no i don't want that so do you really care about it because if you did you would have something to say also that's not an accommodation that was that's just annoying. Yeah, that's all you want to say. <laughs> um, a true, a true accommodation, or no? A lot of times with accommodations, if the person really does care, it's actually an avoidance of conflict. Bingo. That's what they're trying to yes. do. I don't really want to have this conversation. I do care about the out- outcome, but I more don't care to have this conversation. I don't feel like arguing. I don't feel like so arguing. Whatever, so whatever you want is fine. Yes. And when we do that too much resentment now you got resentment because the other person always might not even realize that you're being accommodating yes they might think like okay we compromise but when you are accommodating when you think you're compromising then somebody is going to be upset exactly somebody feels like they're getting the short end of the stick over and over and when you keep getting the short end of the stick you put all those short ends together and you make a baseball bat and you hit the other person that went so quick it did (laughs) i mean the escalation (laughs) Um, The other really good way, the preferable way of conflict management is collaboration, which a lot of times is a combination to me of a combination of of accommodation and compromise. But we're doing it together from beginning to end to reach a plan. So I may give you may give we may, you know, split the difference Mm -hmm. on some things. But at the end, we've come to a a solution that together we've we've come to to, or that we've come to together is basically what I'm trying to say. 
and I think that's the best way to conflict. But a lot of times it doesn't it doesn't always work that way. And sometimes it just can't where like, this is a problem. Let's sit down and work with it together. It's like, this is what I want to do. Well, this is what I want to do. And now we got to talk about it. And I don't really know what to do. And I think that's happened a lot when we were planning our thing. I actually think of the three, we probably had more of a collaborative environment. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wrote the but plan. I would say that it was collaborative after the initial thought that you had. And I pushed back and then I forced us to do collaborative. Be- agree because, Wait, what was your initial pushback so because you never we, really said i don't want to move no that's not true at all when we were talking about la yes not not dallas or atlanta when we were talking about la the first time i would you talking about before i'm talking about when zay zay was on little Low rascal set because once i pitched that to you, you i like, actually think I, the split the difference was the timing the compromise was the timing in which we want we moved Oh, for sure. But it wasn't that you wanted to wait that long. So what I'm saying is your initial thought process wasn't it wasn't a collaborative. I want to move. Let's talk about when we can move. It was I want to move and I want to move by this day. And I was like, ho, 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 yep. ho, ho. Yep. I did. That's not that. on board because I want to move that year. That's what I'm saying. That's March my point. was a compromise. Few, yeah. And that's my point that it wasn't collaborative at first. It wasn't until the pushback that it it became more collaborative. So how do you think we move from from uh I don't know what I did at first Too collaborative because I guess you wanted you to meet. I wanted you to accommodate my plan. Right. So how do you think we got there? Was it your pushback and my willingness to work within the pushback? Yes, because you can also reach. um, That's also a way to reach a stalemate. So if you have uh, if you have a plan Mm -hmm. and then I say no. Yeah, I'm not budging. You're not budging. Now we're in a uh, Nicole called it gridlock. Yeah. None of neither one of us is moving versus saying you present a plan. I'm like, I'm not really on board with it. So we come to a compromise, you know, a collaborative right. compromise together. Yeah. Then you can move forward. But otherwise you have your stance. I have my stance. And that's the end. Actually, if I think about it clearly, I think I initially wanted to move before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. You wanted to move after the boys finished that year of school. I did. And we compromised in March. You're absolutely right. And we and that's actually almost splitting the difference because I think they got out of school in June, mm-hmm. so November, December. Yeah, was, I mean it was a little more, but I think it was a fair compromise mm-hmm. of uh, of them getting out of school in, in March. Well, I, Joe wasn't in school yet, but that yeah. was the compromise. And we did we did that on a lot of things. Yeah. So that was kind of the move and where that was. And then once we um, got here, I would say actually I would actually say that we kind of fell back into our traditional roles. And I had this revelation here recently about my role in the dream. Mm -hmm. Okay, so this is something um, that I posted on my Instagram and it was because I was starting, I'm starting to feel like I'm, you know, kind of, yeah, finding my bearings and kind of coming into my own. But it took a while and it, this last year has really had me question this last year, specifically talking about like the tour and stuff Mm -hmm. year, year and a half um, has really had me questioning my role in this dream. Mm -hmm. So initially when we first moved here, we're going off for the dream and I'm on board because mm-hmm. I recognize my role as being the, st- the stable. You provider. go out, Kev, I'm going to be at work. Exactly. Healthcare. I got gotcha. you. And I realized that happened out of necessity because when we were early on yep. dream chasing, Kev wants to do this and him and the guys were racking up $10,000 credit card bills without a one, single one $10,000. It was one bill. without a single solitary way to pay it back. I mean, not a single clue. 
of how to pay this back. And I'm like, so listen, while we're talking about credit, shout out to self lender. I knew you were going to say that. That's something that is important to me. I watched my dad work hard when I was a kid on his credit and paying bills. I have very like clear memories of him, you know, writing out checks and balancing his checkbook, all of those things. So it's something that I've always valued. So you going to wreck up this $10,000 bill and it's in our name because we had credit, the best credit of the guys. Uh, and if they don't pay it, we're stuck with this bill. Mm-hmm. And $10,000 you will be paying from now until the day you are put into the ground. If you're putting if minimum you payment, which is all we was doing till kingdom come. The rapture going to come. And as we getting taken up, they're going to be like, hey, hey, hey what that minimum payment? Though? Exactly. I'm going to heaven. We'll see you. So it was like, <laughs> OK, so if he's going to be the risk taker. And early on, they were taking a lot of risk. And to me, if I'm being completely honest, looking back on it, I thought that the risks you were taking were irresponsible. Well, you were absolutely right. (laughs) They were stupid risks. We had no plan. We had no idea what we were. It was so dumb. We didn't even take out a credit card to buy materials with which to sell an item. We just were like, we're going to go to Miami and meet this guy and then something will happen. Stupid. Yes. Stupid. And financing whole trips I don't know how you even, we should have a whole other conversation of like how you maintained your sanity during my ridiculous. But what happened was that it, it put into my mind, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Seriously, they don't know what they're I hear doing. You, God. They don't know what they do. They are irresponsible with money, and at any point, we can go bankrupt based off the decisions that they're making. And so, <laughs> what I have to do is be like a tree planted, planted by the rivers of water, and make sure that I always have a job mm-hmm. with stable income and with benefits. Because at this point, we have a mortgage and kids and the two of us and bills and student loans. And I have to make sure that those things are taken care of so that in case they go off and do something dumb, at the very least, I have a check coming in every two weeks. Mm-hmm. That mentality has stayed with me up until this most recent revelation. And the thing that's interesting about that mentality is we are not in the same financial situation we were in. And and the and the prospects of our financial life are better than they've ever been, but your mindset is still stuck. And what if this don't work? I haven't even made no stupid ideas like that. You know, I don't waste no money. I don't even buy shoes no more. I don't buy anything. All I do is want to go out of town for vacation. And That's buy li- six cell phones. Oh my God. <laughs> Nobody will let me have two phones. Tony Baker has two phones. Doughboy has two phones. I don't know why they have two phones. For shooting they're both iPhones, though. That's the camera for the studio. Josh takes that. He's not with me. You take it. You, it's always with you. It's, Communicate. No, I want it. I want it in my hand all the time. <laughs> but even with that, I asked you, can I get another no, phone? No, no, and you I, said, no, I don't want to let me do what I want to do. <laughs> with my own money, I can't do what I want to do. So, but, um, the thing, but, but you can admit, as I told Melissa this, I said, Lisa, if I b- booked a movie and got a million dollars, would you still feel this way? She was like, yes. And I was like, $10 million. 
Yes. Why? Have you seen Unsung? Have you seen all these Hollywood people who are Those on and off broke. again? They be going broke. So I think it's like it's like survivor's mentality or, or the poverty mindset where you just feel like eventually the bottom's going to fall out. I do. Of, I have that. I of this. certainly have that. Um, that is definitely something that I deal with. But in addition, if I'm naturally dispositioned to be more the bottom's gonna fall out I need to prepare for the just in case the worst case scenario it's only compounded by those previous experience of y'all are being irresponsible and dumb yeah and I need to make sure that we're always on a safe ground and there's there's a net to catch us that we won't go below and I am that net Absolutely. And I think, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say on the same thing about being, I think you can admit that I've been more responsible. No, no, no. I concur. But what I'm saying is that mentality, I didn't realize truly I had that mentality until just recently. It was like last week. No, legit. I didn't like, like Thursday, Friday. And it was because to be honest, I was literally like, God, why have I um, struggled with this? What am I like? What is my role? What am I? And child, God be dropping stuff in my spirit. What do you say? He said, that's was the propeller. What he, he said the propeller and the um, anchor. He said, you've been the propeller and the anchor in this. And this is what it was. Y'all know I like words a little bit. So I looked up the definition of propeller. And a propeller takes motion from this way to this way. Mm-hmm. And I said, Oh, God, that's good. Because sometimes I'm not I can see Kev and you're working and you're doing and you're wanting to do stuff. And sometimes you're just doing this. this A lot of ideas. Is this propeller on an airplane? Helicopter. Okay, because I'm but, like, well, it takes color is it takes confusing. circular. I'm taking. I'm saying that it takes circular yes. um, momentum to generate it, lift. Exactly. Come on in and here. And child, that's a wife. In general. Yeah. You don't get what I'm saying. No, I wanted to, though, so bad. The wife is the propeller or the anchor? She is the propeller. She is the propeller. But what I'm saying is she's able to take the motions of her husband. Oh, I'm just creating raw energy. Exactly. Spinning around. And you're like, if we just lift this up, this will actually lift this thing up. And that to me is the help me. That's mm-hmm. the that's a wife's role oftentimes, and I was because like, I'll well, spin that propeller child, and be going absolutely nowhere, but like, but this thing's moving though. And you, and what you'll do is, I'm like, God, I can see busy work, yeah, of just doing, mm-hmm. and having a wife to say, well, what if we do this, or what if we do that, or just bouncing off the ideas, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Yes, I absolutely do. Okay. Now, I didn't know what kind of propeller did this. I was like, is this a ship? Is this like you can because usually this. like propellers on a plane. Yeah. Okay. You so do this. I get it now. I get it. So the thing that I've been great about is date night, <laughs> and um, and I've been responsible about it. We've been to all the fancy restaurants in LA that they have to offer, um, except the Stinking Rose. And was not whew, when I tell you the Stinking Rose, which was like a garlic experience. It was awful. We left there, walked around the corner, and ate at uh, Fogo de Chao. Fogo de Chao. And uh, I'm sorry, Stinking Rose, your food was awful. <laughs> so Melissa's enjoyed date night every time we I like have. we've taken the time to go out and do this. However, one thing that I did recently on one of our date nights is I surprised her because as much as she loves the fine dining experiences in all of LA and trying new restaurants. There is love that goes into a home cooked meal and somebody taking the time to cook for you. So on one of these date nights, while she was up at the office, I told her I was going to go home and edit something. I would pick the kids up and I'm going to pick up the boys, help them with their homework. I'll edit this. I'll meet you back home by six o'clock so we can, you know, go to date night. She's like, all right, perfect. I have time to do my makeup. 
uh, I lied to her. But it was a good reason <laughs> because I got with our Green Chef, one of our partners, and I made a home cooked meal for her. And the meal I made was orzo with ve- veggies and Do you want to show them the recipe? Yeah, here's the recipe. Audio people just look at the video. <laughs> so uh, the thing that I like about Green Chef is one, it's very simple. One of the reasons I don't like to cook is because I never know what to make. I never, I, I literally make, here's what I make in my life without the help of Green Chef. Spaghetti, boiled chicken and rice, <laughs> baked chicken, and barbecue. And if those four options are not available, I am ordering in. Uh, but I wanted and to get usually Melissa, he's just ordering in. Usually I'm just ordering in. So Green Chef is very simple to use. The ingredients, the food, the meat all comes in a bag. It's, it's all iced, pre-packaged. Pre-packaged. Which is pre- actually my favorite part. Made up. All the seasonings are there. The recipe's there. It's like all the all the hard work is taken out. Yeah. I don't have to go search for recipe. They send me a good idea. And it's convenient and easy. And also, I'm a very busy guy. I don't even have to go to the store. They deliver it right to my doorstep. The box is there. The ice is there. Everything I need is already in there. Takes the guesswork out of it. Takes the, the difficulty out of it. Because it's not like I can't cook. Sure. I just never know, know what, what to, to cook. cook. I never know what to try. So Melissa was both very surprised. The meal was amazing. I... What, this is what he's trying to say tell y'all man if you want to do a date night for your wife mm-hmm. you don't want to go out this is a very good alternative yeah because like you said it's very simple it's easy they're usually about 30 35 minutes only to cook. yes um, yes which so, is the only reason i could do it because i didn't have much time before she got home and this is the other thing actually what um the boys and i did like two weeks ago is we cooked it together which yes. is always which was nice too so oh you guys are having a great family time when i was we, on the road we were we were oh let's create memories I, let's put it on instagram stories it's not gonna make kev feel bad it's not gonna make him feel like he's missing out no it's a great experience but melissa is single-handedly working on turning our son into a young man so she had him cook this meal him her and joe worked together we, that's important to me it's very important to her. And it's easy. When it's everything's so pre-portioned, easy. it gives you the uh, the ability to let your kids have more control because you know they can't mess it up. Everything's already, pre, <laughs> everything's already pre-packaged and pre-measured out for you. So you just tell them, grab that and stick it in here. Yes. And like Ratatouille said, everybody can cook. Like if you can read, you can cook. Yes. You can cook this stuff. Yeah. It's easy. It's for you. It's safe. It's delicious. Yes. It's Green Chef. All right, so Green Chef is a USDA certified organic company. Meal plans include paleo, vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, Mediterranean, heart smart, clean and lean, keto. It is keto, right? I always say that wrong. Gluten free and omnivore. Um, Sorry. Uh, You can get a special offer right now by going to greenchef.us slash love hour that is greenchef.us slash love hour that's l-o-v-e-h-o-u-r you will receive fifty dollars off your first box of green chef again go to greenchef.us slash love hour that's l-o-v-e-h-o-u-r for healthier options bingo Bingo, bingo, bongo. And that's actually really important. Yes. Day night is important, and this is a great way to It's easier way to get the draws if you have taken the time to cook the meal. Yeah. And because the, ordering Postmates and Uber Eats is all great. Everybody loves that. Going out is great. But, but home-cooked meals feel like more love. Agreed. 
Okay. All right. So um, back to that. So that revelation was actually quite, um, it was comforting for me mm-hmm. because I have, this is the, the, the next point in dream chase. And so we did like the move or the, like the initiation of like settling our differences. And then it's like, well, how do I actually navigate going through this? Yeah. Because the transition is, the transition is difficult and the finding your place. So me holding on to that old mentality mm-hmm. of I need to be the stable one. And honestly, it stunted you. It didn't allow you the opportunity to grow and for me to reevaluate and say that, you know, Kevin has grown from that time period. I need to adjust. Right. And because I didn't adjust, it caused, it caused strife. Strife, friction, because frustration. Because you were like, look sex. where we are. <laughs> look where we are right now. Look at all the things we are, you know, we're we've accomplished and I am shouldering this. I need your help in joining me. And I'm like, nah, but remember from fifteen years ago when you was being dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I was that I, I was like, girl, that was like so long ago. Like we paid that credit card off the first, but I don't six... think you realized that that's what I was holding on. No, to. no, 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 oh, no. Okay. I'm, I'm talking about after the conversation. Okay, but you know, I'm just thinking about it. Like we paid that credit card with the first big check we got when yeah. we moved to LA. The first thing we did is pay that credit card mm-hmm. off. And that was six years uh, ago, and since then, you know, you would, admittedly, I haven't been making stupid decisions. Sure. And some of these decisions, like touring, has been, you know, financially lucrative to mm-hmm. us. I mean, it's a lot of work, mm-hmm. and now we're trying to find ways to, you know, generate that type of income without like me traveling like a maniac. But you know, our life is a lot different now than I mean. Sometimes I don't even remember how we got here. Yeah, because we first moved here, it was a little bit of money, a lot of faith. Yeah, I mean, it was just like <laughs> I remember Facts, I got five hundred dollars. Yes. To write, direct, edit, shoot, mm-hmm. Don't hit post mm-hmm. notes, <laughs> three or four notes back for five hundred bucks. Yeah, once a week, mm-hmm. like, and I, I mean, this is not to brag, but if somebody was like, "I got a brand deal for you for five hundred dollars," I'd be like, "Man, if you don't get off my phone, you know what I mean." But in some ways, we're still we, you were still way back in the like, and that's when I was getting the hundred and twenty five dollars to do stand up. Yeah. Like and that, and we were making that work sure, in sure, LA, sure. but um, why do you think it's so hard to turn that, especially for you? Because I think for you it's interesting because you were on top of the the stuff we did that was dumb. Your personality was conservative. You would watch your dad be in the army, and the, if the army taught you nothing else, my dad is in it or just retired too. Stability. You don't mm-hmm. have a house. You have a job, and that's all. You that's have important food. B a h b a q. You know, so you were like, I'm going to just do what my dad did. Yeah. You know what I mean? So how have you over the last six months been able to because we had some like because part of the biggest part of the reason that we were having difficulties because I wanted you to join me in the business mm-hmm. and you were too afraid. Yeah. And because you were too afraid, it forced me to go to other places right. to, to look for help. And that created a wedge between us. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you uh, in your mind, worked back to being like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna join him on this quest. Well, number one, the hugest catalyst was um, my job laid me off. Like my job closed. The Lord t- treated yeah. you like Jonah. Yeah. So I mean, that was the literally the biggest catalyst. It forced me in a way that I wouldn't have done otherwise. I would have held on to a job in some capacity, part time or otherwise, for as long as I would have been able to hold on to it. Just. That's just, I know I would have. Even though working that job prevents you from making money in other ways. Because I was afraid 
yeah. of the bottom falling out because I was afraid of dumb mistakes. <laughs> I would have held on to that for security. And so, the funny thing because about it is I you always even making that much money. No, but I always could say I'm ready to come back full time. Uh, okay, Melissa, you're that's back. a good point. And they were like waiting on yes, you. Yes, absolutely. They were so, hoping I failed. Yes, absolutely. So that was a security blanket for me, and I would have done that forever. But the so that is what forced me. And then again, having this revelation, and honestly, going out on tour and fe- the feelings of whoa where do I belong in this? Mm-hmm. You know, just that feeling. And that's something I think a lot of couples go, go through is whoever is the entrepreneur and the one that's like the more stable one, so to speak, trying to find their place in this. Cause the visionary sees it so clear. Well, not only that, it's not just about you seeing it so clear. It's about making sure that our worlds aren't just running parallel, but they're actually coinciding. Mm. So, I'm not just on a path of stability. You are on this path of visionary and we're doing this. Like there's no, um, there's no conflict, so to speak, but our lives aren't merging. Yeah. And so once, and I didn't even realize that we were on parallel paths, but they weren't merging truly until, you know, I was on tour Mm -hmm. and I'm like, this person has a role. And And this is the other thing that happened for me too. And I told you this most recently, all of these people being able to say we, Mm -hmm. all of these people taking ownership in the tour and the dream and their role. And I'm feeling like y'all and I'm like, girl, hold on a second. That makes no sense because and that's why I was saying it in uh, in my post, like part of it was reassuring and talking to myself. And part of it was just revelation Mm -hmm. that. We got a team now that we could pay y'all now. But in the beginning, y'all wasn't here. You wasn't with me shooting in the you, gym. So if anybody has a right of ownership, and honestly, this is part of the reason why, too, I, I feel like I'm always team first wife. I had all these revelations happening. I was having You used all to just be team wife. Now it's team first wife? I'm going to tell you why it's team first wife, though, always. <laughs> because folks be getting divorced after they make it. I do. And team first wife is the one for a white girl. when... You were going out and what allows the entrepreneur to go out and do the things that they do is because of the stability, the the stability Mm. of the person that's at home, making sure that dinner is cooked, the kitchen is clean, uh, the kids are taken care of, homework is done, projects are complete, and you can just go and do what you have to do, come home and eat and go to bed. Do stand up for zero dollars. Exactly. I did a lot of stand up for zero dollars. Exactly. You was taking care of the boys. And and those things are... And, and I work. Don't trip. No, no, no. You did. But what I'm saying is those things are forgotten. Yep. Not necessarily by the visionary, but also by the... the yes. Per- like, I forgot those things. Yes. I forgot the, the value that I brought to the dream. And so then I'm on... This is me specifically dealing with the tour. I'm on tour and I'm like... What am I doing? Like, what is my role? How am I here? Let me try to figure out my place in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and that's hard and that's a transition and it makes you question, where do I fit in your vision? Right. That's all I want to say about that. 
Well, you was rocking. I was going to let you keep going. I think that's so important. And the other thing, Liz, that's so important is communicating that. Oh, absolutely. Because you were feeling a lot of this stuff and you weren't telling me nothing. Yes. And I was just living like everything's fine and hunky-dory and you weren't communicating. I mean, some of the stuff you just communicated now, it's over a year old now. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing I could do about it from back then. And I, I, I firmly believe we could have came to a easier place if it were communicated at sure. the time. And I don't even know if you like if it was like a uh, a cognitive thing where you were aware of that feeling or they were like kind of in the you know dark passenger. Shout out to Dexter. It was a great show. The last <laughs> couple seasons sucked. Awful. Uh, but he always talked about a dark passenger. Mm-hmm. But maybe these feelings were like dark passengers of like, mm-hmm. where do I belong? Because the thing that people forget, you can have these feelings and everything is all smiles. Absolutely. That's we had healthy a great and happy time on tour. Healthy mm-hmm. and happy. Healthy and happy, you said mm-hmm. or unhappy. The difference between being healthy and being happy. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. So um, um, I think it's important to realize like uh, that communication has to go both ways because there were some check-ins I could have given to you. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, is everything cool? How are you feeling? How you see everything? And I just assumed that because we were smiling, you were having a great time. You were sure of yourself and things like that. And that wasn't necessarily the case. In addition to this goes back to your communication, which I, I've real looking back on it. I'm like, Chad, you, you could have done better. And I just told you this the other day. Um, part of it is, I wish you could see it. Me? Yes. See what? The way I was feeling. So part of it is, I don't want to say it. I really want you to just be like, are you sure you're okay? Because this is what I see is going Got on. Got it. And that. Oh, I don't want to get emotional. Why do you hit me? Because it's my way of releasing hit the emotion. Yourself. No, because I can hit you harder. <laughs> <laughs> um, <sighs> part of it is that I want I want you to see that this isn't working. I don't want to have to voice because then you feel like a bother. Mm-hmm. Then you feel like like I shouldn't feel this way. And I don't want, and this was a huge opportunity. Like we're talking about it specifically, but just in general, I'm trying to give, you know, voices to people. Mm -hmm. If I feel like this is a huge opportunity for the visionary spouse. Yes. I don't want to be the one to rain on that parade. Right. I don't want to be the one to be like, I'm happy. And this is why this person's getting on my nerves. And this is what I think about this person. Let me tell you about this over here. And yesterday this happened. Like you don't want to be that person either. Right. So you just suck it up and smile. Yeah. Until you get to a point. And, and I was working out what is happening. What is going on? How do I feel? And honestly, it took, Last year, I just got a Facebook memory post from um, like the first tour date a few weeks ago. From that moment <laughs> until last week, to truly come took you full a whole circle. year to be like, that's how I was feeling. Exactly. So, how could I be more aware of your feelings? Yes. Yeah, because it's like a, I want you to want to do the dishes thing. It is kind of, but also kind of not. But yeah. How is it not? The want to do the dishes is that I want you to I want you to see that this is important to me. Therefore, I want you to do it. This is I just want you to see me. Oh, God, that was a message. Just keep I your hands to yourself. A little bit I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think um, 
It's like if you call attention to it, then it, you, then it's you're just doing it because you. I said it. Yeah. Even if that's genuine. Sure. But if you really notice and make a change without noticing, then it's like, oh, he he realized I was off. Yeah. He realized I wasn't happy, and I've done that before, but I totally whiffed on this thing. Child, you missed all the all the things. Not but but hello, um, <laughs> but also. I own the part that I could have said Thank something. No, I, I absolutely like I can own that part yeah. as well. Um, and that I mean, and honestly, that's what started the just say it was realizing my fault in all of that. Ooh, that just say it, boy. There are some times you have seen something uh, and not said nothing, and luckily we didn't do it. And you're like, I knew y'all shouldn't did. I oh, felt that, that was way. just recently. And I, yeah, and I was just like, why wouldn't you say that? You gonna let me bump my head when you could have helped? Yeah. You're like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and I'd be like, if you can help me, if you don't want to say it for yourself, say it for the benefit of of the Kevin. <laughs> he needs it. Um. So the other thing that I wanted to like the biggest lessons that I've learned in the course of like the dark side of the dream. Um. Number one is the importance of communication mm-hmm. with conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. Do you have other things that you wanted to say? Oh. Um, but also the importance of communication when one person is feeling left out, like figuring out a way to voice those concerns where the other person doesn't feel offended you know or not supportive. You just, I think you just brought words to my feelings. What did I just say? When you said you were going to quit your job mm-hmm. and then you backed out, mm-hmm. I felt like you bailed out on me. Mm. And I, I internalized that and I felt like you internalized it as what? As rejection. Mm. And I turned out as you know what, she doesn't believe in it. She'd rather work this job oh, than I'm to sorry. Be- I, didn't do that. <laughs> I just thought about it because that agent rejected me oh, too. Yeah. And I was like, I felt like Melissa didn't believe in me. Mm. And you would rather work this regular job than do this thing together mm. and that's probably that, why i didn't my wide eye means yeah revelation. and that's probably why when i went so that's probably why when i was doing these calls and hiring producers i was like i'm not going to include her because we had agreed you were doing it on purpose i don't know if it was on purpose <laughs> but i think it was subconsciously like you know what she doesn't believe in it she doesn't want to do it she just wants to work this regular job that's fine yeah, people yeah, haven't yeah. believed in me before sure then she doesn't want to do it that's the i'm I have always been like, I'll figure out how sure. to do it. I don't need you. And I think, but if we're being truthfully honest about it, I think I was hurt by it. But I, instead of saying, Melissa, that really hurt my feelings, we had an agreement. Like me and Doe got into this last week uh-huh. because we had an agreement on something and he reneged on it. And he was like, yeah, but I didn't understand. Yeah. And I was just, we had this whole argument on Periscope. I told you about yeah. it. But I think that's what it was. We had an agreement that you were going to quit your job and we were going to do this together and you reneged on that agreement. Mm-hmm. And that, that maybe that's a big thing for me. When people agree to do something and because I never back out on sure. something I agree to, like unless it's like, you know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's impossible. But for the most part, if my word is is bond mm-hmm. and I think I internalized that you going back to your job is like, I don't see what you see. What's interesting about this is that I think this what we're talking about happens quite often. Absolutely. And that my position is not to reject. Mm-hmm. My position dates back 15 years. Yes. That I've just carried forward. Really unaware, like mm-hmm. on an unconscious level. Yes. Your position of rejection maybe stems from something before childhood. childhood. My real dad sure. abandoned me. That comes forward. And you carry that because I don't deal with those feelings. That's a dark passenger 
of rejection. And anytime something feels familiar to that, sure, I revert, I revert back to, oh, that that that's what this is happening. This isn't Melissa not believing my dream. This is my real dad saying, I don't want to be a part of your life. Sure, and that's fine. I got you, fam. Why he don't want me, Uncle Phil? I'm gonna make it. Yeah. Anyway, and my thing is always a chip on your shoulder. If mm-hmm. you're not on my team, I'm gonna make you pay. Yeah. That agent that rejected me. Sure. I don't even, I might never meet you, but you are going to pay for that. Yeah. In my mind, you are going to see me one day and you're going to be, that agent's going to be like, oh my God, I had, I could have been representing him. I had a gift. Yeah. He would have walked in my, I, I could have, and now I remember that name. I thought about printing it out and yeah, posting no, it. Yeah, you did. I'm not doing that. But that's how I, that's yeah. how I, that's how I eternalize rejection. Like, okay, bet. I got you. You're going to pay be, for that. It can be internalized as fuel, which to a certain degree can be healthy. Yeah. Um, but I think in a relationship, in a marriage, it pits me against you. Yes. And again, not knowing that past, because that's a revelation you're having right now. On you, the podcast that's live. What, that's what I'm saying. And you know what I'm thinking? I, I want to cut you off, and I, I just have to. A lot of times on marriage, we are, in a, like in a football analogy, I should play offense, you play defense, mm-hmm. or vice versa, but we're on the same team, mm-hmm. right? And we can get mad, like, man, the defense allowed 35 points, or the offense couldn't move the ball, but at least we're on the same t- team. Mm-hmm. But sometimes in marriages, when it's really unresolved, mm-hmm. you're on separate teams. Sure. I'm the Patriots, and you're the Eagles. You're we ain't even the same. Yeah, I, I see you as an enemy, sure. as opposed to a person. And that's what I think is very dangerous, Absolutely. is we should be on the same team, even if we're fulfilling certain goals. And the thing about the dark side of dream chasing, that transition is your thought process about being the anchor, mm-hmm. it worked for when it worked. Right. And that's the dangerous thing is like not adjusting for just the same way when we're scaling to this office and stuff. I realized the way I used to work that got me here mm-hmm. isn't going to take us to the next level. Sure. And if I don't make any adjustments, we're going to we're going to stall out right here. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing for our relationship. Sometimes you life forces you to make a change to something you may have done for years right and that just doesn't work anymore same thing with comedy stuff you could joke about 10 years ago you can't joke about now the me too stuff that people are coming realizing some people really didn't know sure like i'm gonna give you an example and i hate to harp on this but when we were young the way you danced on a girl like without her that was basically sexual grinding Mm -hmm. without her permission that is basically sexual assault absolutely but when we were coming up you're like bro if you want a girl to dance you just got to go up there and and grind on her if she allows you she likes it Mm -hmm. if she doesn't then Mm -hmm. she says no but that's how you do it now we have an understanding that oh no that's absolutely not what you do and you grab a woman's arm and say excuse me miss like we that's what we thought you did but now with this information you realize that's not what you do so you but if you keep approaching things like that like that used to work it's it's not going to work anymore and that's what happens in marriages we keep doing the same thing and that stuff just doesn't that person change time change or whatever and you have to make that adjustment but sometimes it's hard because it's not very clear well and the other thing is it not only is it not very clear but you're not thinking about it on a conscious level like literally i i feel like on um like if the average person is you know this much introspective like i'm higher than the average yeah. person like i can be very self-aware um obviously i have blind spots but i tend to be very introspective and very self-aware so as the anniversary our caliversary is coming up and i'm taking a moment to intake the last six years the last year you know where we are right now in this moment how did we get here 
and my place and coming into my own, I'm able to come to this analogy of propeller and anchor. Mm -hmm. I still think that my role will always be anchor. I think my um, natural disposition is always going to be a bit of stability. And that's what the anchor brings, stability. Put it down and we are staying here. We're not moving. (laughs) That's stability. That's an anchor. But I think that it had to transition from stability in terms of a full-time job to maybe bringing perspective that says taking on another cell phone is ridiculous. Getting an office that's 3,000 square feet and two stories the very first time, <laughs> not such a good idea. And you knew I was going for it. Yes. I, I passed that. I remember. I know what you're talking yes. about. I was like. But could we do it? Yes. Matter of fact, y'all, you bear. But but the compromise is the one downstairs that was 600 square feet. And we saw this one and you were like, okay, we can get the bigger one. Yeah. But not the 3000 square feet one. Yeah. And I think that is like, okay, that's that's fair. I think that's 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 a great thing. And here's the thing about Anchor that I think is important. When a ship is being built, Mm -hmm. you know, cruise ships, they take four or five years. Mm -hmm. That anchor is in there. The whole time. Yes. You can't float away. Mm-hmm. But once it works, you only put the anchor down when you dock at night. Mm, that's when you're docking those things. So now what was necessary every day of sure. the week, now this ship can't move if you don't pull this anchor up. Right. But it's always going to be necessary. Right. And a ship cannot move I heard without that word, an anchor. I rock that. <laughs> and that's why I think your role is the same, but you're being used differently. Absolutely. Your anchor is, and okay, now we got to anchor down and Kev, I'm going to do this while you're on the road. I'm going to take care of the kids mm-hmm. on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Right. Because last year, but remember when I first started, you took care of the kids. All the time. I sure. didn't do hardly anything sure. because I was always at rehearsal. But I think that's important. And, and we both have to realize who's changing and whoever else. And also, as things change, maybe my career winds down or you start shooting past me because mm-hmm. I know I always say this, but you don't be believing in me. When it's your turn, then I'm going to be the one that's like, OK, <laughs> let me hold you down or let me support you and keep pushing you in a way that you might not push yourself because I see you speaking with the little headset to the women. Why like, is this a thing? The for headset you? just Janet means Jackson, there's 10,000 people and you're Janet here. Headset. TED Talk. There's a TED Talk in your future. You don't see it. Okay. You're going to be dressed to the nines and I'm going to be front row like that's my bo- that's my dog. <laughs> that's my dog. But I think that's important of, of us both knowing who yeah. we are and 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 being adjusting for for what's necessary for that time. You know what I mean? Cuz it might be different in 3 years. Right. You know. And I think that's the goes back to the communication piece and I think having a um my sister talked about this uh, at her job where she called it. Uh, it's basically like the state of the union. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it was. Who was Shamira. That? I don't remember who it was. Anyway, no, no, it was Nicole. Nicole. Okay. Nicole said it. Child, we got so many guests. Um, but the point is having the opportunity to come and recalibrate yes. where you are. And I think that was an opportunity that was missed. And I think that's important. It allows you to say, this is where I am. This is where I need you to be. I can say, this is where I am. I'm on board with that. I'm not on board yeah. with, with that. These are my concerns. These are my, you know what I mean? To have that conversation and flesh it out. So that way you can move together um, collaboratively and yeah. not just on a parallel path. Absolutely. Okay. Anything else? I think that was a solid episode. Mm-hmm. I don't have anything else. The dark side of, I hope we talked about the real dark side. And we the, did because we talked about all the things that made it difficult for us to get where we are and to go where we are going. 
it wasn't just all, oh, this is how it made it. And I think that's important to bring both sides because um, it's easy to get caught up in like the good that's happening now. But honestly, even with the conference, I am like, I'm excited. Don't get me wrong. Like every time I'm doing something new or generating something, like I'm so very excited. But I am terrified. Mm -hmm. I am absolutely, this is going to be expensive. We are getting quotes back. And I'm like, girl, why you thought this was a good idea? This is dumb. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing. Oh, man. Um, you know, and so that that's terrifying as well, but I know people will only see the success of something they don't see that other side. Absolutely. So it's just important to bring that balanced perspective. And dream tracing and being where we are, it doesn't come at a cost. Right. Um, and you don't want to lose your relationship in the pursuit Wait, of Wait, it doesn't come at a cost or it does come no, at a cost? No, it does come at a oh, cost. Okay. And you don't want to lose your relationship in the pursuit of a dream because you haven't had an opportunity to come together. And honestly, that's what happens when people reach the height of the career. I believe part of the reason why they separate is because, again, this idea of being on parallel paths. And we often think parallel paths is a good thing, but parallel paths never intersect. Right. And in a marriage, you can't just be on parallel paths because it's also easy for those parallel paths to do this. Yep. And before you know it, you have a world of your own. And I and I voiced that actually while we were on tour. I said, this is what I feel like. And I don't want to get to a point where I feel like you've drifted so far over here. And even if I'm on my same path this gap is huge and that was a concern of mine like i don't know where i fit but beyond not knowing where i fit i can feel us drifting Mm -hmm. apart and that's concerning for me anything else Thank you so much for joining today's episode of the love hour thank you to our sponsors green chef sponsor child we only had one self lender oh self lender hello thank you to our sponsors green chef and (laughs) self lender if you're interested in green chef please go to greenchef.us slash love hours for love hour for $50 off your first box and you can go to learn.selflender.com slash kev on stage for the promo Um, if you want to increase your credit score child that's it that's all up top See you next episode.